Wow. Hey, let me get your coat. Hi. Knives, that's Kim. Sorry, what was your name? Kim. Can you play the drums? Yes. That is so awesome. Knives, that's young Neil. Hi. Hi. What do you play? Wow. Um, Zelda, Tetris. That's kind of a big question. Okay, let's start with Launchpad McQuack. Uh, that's not the actual title of this. We Welcome to Earbuds and the Earworms. I'm Amy. Doesn't really record much music, Shepard, and this is Mitchell Manley, without a good nickname this week. What? Oh, how about the Manly beard, or the um, the tape decked beard, or glorious um, joy? Sure. <laughs> Something. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I felt like beans? I had a good one on the on the way over here, and then now it slipped my mind. But uh, maybe I'll think of it by the end. I'll. I'll I'll reclaim a good nickname by the end of the podcast. Mitchell Manley Jazz Fingers. Yes, absolutely, at all times. <laughs> um, I don't record music, really. Yeah. But we have a lot of musicians in our audience. Yeah, definitely so. Tons of folks, and like more and more every week, I try to rope in all my all my musician friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have tons of really great uh, musicians and, and artists in our group, and I know I do music. I've got three bands right now. At the so, moment. Yeah. Three bands, it's plenty for anyone. Yeah, but this week is shameless, shameless self-promotion. Yeah, we're going to broadcast my jams and jams of a bunch of our ear buddies. Yeah, because, hey, if there's one thing that we believe in here, it is bringing music that people may not have heard of. Right. Because maybe it doesn't have, like, I don't know, Top 40 or YouTube or whatever people do yeah there's those people who say that you know good music isn't happening anymore and that you know all the good music is is dead now and it's like if you don't think that there's great music out there still to discover then you're just not paying attention yeah it's like that's that's the one thing that makes me cringe is when they're they're like there are no more good bands anymore and i'm like there are good bands you just have to leave your house or go exploring yeah or lis- listen to anything other than those same four cds you keep in your car all the time you know. <laughs> which are now down below me look right. i put those there oh i see those yeah i found all my old cds it's we'll phantom have to of dig the through o- those it's phantom of the opera and thursday i'm into that because i'm classy but what are you going to shamelessly self-promote this week? So yeah, I decided to start the festivities with a twofer that's technically a threefer. <laughs> so I brought tape deck pandas. And pandas don't do much. They just sit around and eat bamboo. But the difference is I have seen a panda. And I've never seen you. I don't know if you've got black and white fur. Never seen you and pandas are 
uh, I, I play bass in two different bands with my buddies Josh Stevens on guitar, Jason Pulley on keys, and Taylor Moore on drums. Um, in one band, Glorious Abor, we play this really amorphous rock and roll, sometimes kind of punky, sometimes classic rock vibes, some mathy parts and some doomy parts. It's like really eclectic. But Josh writes the majority of the ideas, and then we kind of flesh it out as a band. Um, in this band, Tape Deck, uh, it's the same four members, but playing Jason's songs, which are usually uh, written on piano instead and have some weird you know, stylistic differences from Glorious Abor. But Jason's a really masterful songwriter. He draws influence from all over the place. Uh, he's got songs that are like touching and sentimental and explore themes of love and loneliness. Uh, but he also writes much more sporadic themes like critiquing consumerism, psychotic, murderous <laughs> carnival barkers. And in this song, Pandas, uh, he's using pandas as a metaphor for explaining his atheism. Uh, you know, naturally. Yeah, so it's uh, it's arranged as if speaking to God, he says... Uh, pandas don't do much. They just sit around and eat bamboo. But the difference is I've seen a panda and I've never seen you. Oh, I thought it was like a secret crush from afar. Yeah, something like that, maybe. <laughs> I, I didn't like, know. I was like, yeah, what's happening here? <laughs> like, I've never stopped to question my belief in pandas. But if I did, I'd just go see one living in the zoo. And then there's like, uh, there's another clever line about... Uh, there's a panda bank as opposed to like a piggy bank, a panda uh. bank guarding spare change in the closet in my room. And that's more than you've ever done for me. <laughs> it's very, very clever and quirky song. I love the smile that, uh, that people get on their face whenever we play it. It, it is adorable. Right. <laughs> and then I, I told you this is technically a three for, so to round it out, I told you about glorious Abor and tape deck, <laughs> which is all the same four dudes. But, uh, Jason takes the lead in tape deck and he is also an ear buddy. And so uh, he linked to some of his solo stuff in the Facebook group. It's all incredible and brilliant. I just kind of cheated him out of the glory because I wanted to put Tape Deck in the spot. So sorry, Jason. Uh, hopefully we'll probably <laughs> link to all these different releases in the show notes if possible. Oh, so Yes, we will do our best to link to them. And I think we're going to probably link to There's a plenty of band camps as well that I want to link to because, hey, y'all, musicians need money, yo. Definitely just saying. So. And I... I really like this song, probably because it's story time. Yeah, it's a, a cute little story. And it's got pandas. And there's something. This is Jason's voice, right? Mm -hmm. And he's so kind of gruff. Yeah. And I just keep thinking that I could like, I really need to go to the zoo and go see a panda to really make sure it's there. And there's just a lot here. I, of course, thought it was like a secret crush, maybe like an I am. <laughs> Messaging yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I like that idea. It's like, is this AOL Messenger? And, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. that, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I don't know. It did make me smile. It's, um, you know what? Atheism gets a bad rap. They never talk about the cute pandas. Right, exactly. And metaphors. That should be the new mascot. Yeah, pandas as the atheist mascot. I like that idea. But that also means, I mean, pandas are very, very few and far between. Kind of right. sad. Oh, well, maybe in the South, they're they're the Southern atheist. Um, you know, I, I don't make music that much. Right. And when I do, it's usually practicing with a metronome very loudly, and um, it's with a flute or a ukulele. If you really want to listen to me play flute badly, you can just listen back to previous songs where I was, or like previous episodes where I was like um trolling Jason. Oh wow. Because. Drummers, they hate it when people can't find the beat. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of disconcerting. Yeah, um, I know you were a drummer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you have rhythm because you have all those mathy bands. Mm -hmm. 
not me. So if you really want me to play wow. badly, just go back. You just really wanted to to play bass, but you played flute pretty well in band, right? Yeah, but I leaned on. You know, there's the person in the front who does the counting for you, right? Yeah, and then you're stepping in tune, and I did play bass, and I was terrible at yeah. it. Yeah, you got to have good rhythm to be a bass player. I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of the point. So I'm not I'm not forcing y'all to listen to any of my music right now. You can listen back. Right. But I do make one audio thing. You do indeed. And I make this show. So, hey, I'm going to shamelessly promote Earbuds and Earworms if you haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's really, really great. <laughs> um, Especially with that new co-host. That guy's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he's a genius. He really brings <laughs> the show together. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, uh, if you haven't heard of Earbuds and Earworms, please like and subscribe it and do what you do with the podcast. If you don't know how to get a podcast... You're not hearing this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check out that that great side project <laughs> I'm doing called Earbuds and Earworms. <laughs> I crack myself up. Now, to be more serious, we do have musicians in our audience. Tons of great, great, great musicians. Yes, and there are plenty that I have not heard. Uh, I have not heard live. I have heard you. Yeah. But I heard you in glorious abhor yeah i think that's right yeah for a comic book thing yeah that's right uh-huh now our first year buddy i haven't made it across the ocean to see yet yeah yeah it's jojo and he brought his band merry christmas's merry death uh merry death bites the earth The band I play bass in, Merry Christmas, has literally just put out a new single, and we're also on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. We're playing at a festival here in Japan on Sunday, and I think the only other band singing in English there will be of Montreal, which is all pretty exciting. First of all, dude, playing kind of with of Montreal and yeah. like the same festival is super amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I love this band's ability to put bells and have this kind of very Love ringing the tone one. the vocals are very bell-like and clear and just i love them uh jojo brought them to our uh brought them to earbuds and earworms i think with a submission from rat-a-tat-tat like it's just you should really just deep dive into this band i'm, I'm gonna just to. gonna say and they're amazing they did just put some uh this new like collection of music out and I find them so delightfully unexpected and just, I love it. I love it. And they're impossible to Google because their name's Merry right. Christmas. Yeah. 
which he will always point out is like you can't google us because i do find that interesting though (laughs) you know i'm trying to there's a band that i like called gospel oh good luck (laughs) <laughs> unless you know the al- unless you know the album title, there's no way you're finding that band. Right, but you you could just get a whole bunch of gospel music yeah. instead. So yeah, I'm not sure if we've had had any submissions from JoJo since I've been on the show, but this band definitely rules. Uh, the poppy sensibilities and the tight but like rhythmically off kilter drumming and super dynamic female vocals instantly reminded me of a band called Deerhoof. Have you ever heard Deerhoof? I think you've mentioned Deerhoof before. Yeah, they're a really great band. Um, they also have um, like really dynamic drums, and their singer is a, a Japanese lady who sings in a similar sort of fashion as in this band. I don't want to draw the comp- comparison too too much, mm-hmm. but you know the drumming and the and the vocals definitely reminded me of Deerhoof. And then there's also some like fun instrumentation, like the eight bit synths. There's a violin in there, a horn <laughs> of some sort, like the bells, like you said. And there's these cascading harmonies being sung and around. Uh, reminds me of like Mates of State and the Meishi, which are some other like weird indie pop bands. Uh, just super earwormy and catchy, uh, but with enough character and personality to kind of set them apart. Uh, I said before that I'm a huge fan of female vocals, and there's also something really endearing about uh, someone singing in English as a second language as well. Mm-hmm. It's like the pronunciation and articulation of certain words and syllables just makes it a little bit more kitschy and endearing to me for some reason. Yeah, and also, like, there's there's always, like, a different take that we don't necessarily realize how we speak English and how we sing English. Mm-hmm. And I I just love how this one comes across. There's something so lovely I, I that's all i can come up with is like it's lovely it's like very bells and like you know poppy and yeah, very stuff feel and good yeah it's very feel good i mean i'm sorry about meredith yeah and me- what, what is the title it was meredith <laughs> meredith, meredith bites, bites the, the earth. earth and i kept thinking jimmy eat world <laughs> kind of similar well i, I was know. like i know that there's a 10 of listener or one of the tens of listeners is named meredith yeah. at least one and i was like what why is she biting the earth Right. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Our next selection is from, well, it's from Jack, and it's Jack Alberson's Lifeboat. There's a loneliness manufactured, a factory of fears in my head. I could look up from my leaky lifeboat and see how my heart's misled. something it's like a feeling but also like the sound of a band that i can't quite put my finger on and i think it might be afi i'm not sure if it's like the vocal quality or not i think it's just the vocal quality because it's not like stylistically the same i don't think Mm-mm. no not at all i think it's just the vocal quality i don't know about the hair quality i haven't really looked that hard <laughs> but <laughs> it's synthy but it's not too overly synthy and there's just 
I, the vocals are just so full of depth and there's like these little up thingies and down thingies that make <laughs> it like really swingy and dying in my lifeboat is such a metaphor for so many things and it's really clever right yeah uh jack is definitely one of my favorite songwriters here in memphis he plays this like unique blend of like synthy shoegazy indie rock but with like a lot of electronic elements and like weird 80s production techniques lots of synths and reverbs and he sings in a sort of dark new wavy tone of voice that really draws me in i mean i really did want to put on like an afi record yeah but, i'm, I'm, I'm but, trying to i'd have to listen one more time to get the afi thing that i you're mean hearing, just the voice yeah I'm, the guy from afi has kind of a high voice maybe i'm wrong on bands but i didn't ever claim to know a ton about music sure <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, uh, Jack's lyrics are super relatable a lot of the time. I know he's been pretty open, open about struggling with like depression and I know his lyrics, they reflect not only that darker side of like feeling helpless and ineffective sometimes, but also it somehow captures the hopeful, like reinvigor- reinvigorating feeling, uh, when you can see some light finally and, and you know, you're not alone. He has another song called I give up every day, but I never managed to walk away. Oh. I relate to that feeling so hard sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, often re- feel like I'm just ready to throw it, throw it in, throw in the towel and just, you know, let myself get swept up in the undertow of a world traveling too fast for me. But, you know, Jack's lyrics emphasize that optimism to be found and resolving that even in your lowest point, you can find that tenacity to get <laughs> back up and keep trying and keep pushing that rock up the hill mm-hmm. in gleeful defiance <laughs> of everyone and everything that stands in your way. Uh, if you chance, if you get a chance to go see Jack live, definitely see him. He's great with a live band. Yeah, I I can imagine he is. I just, it's such a good song, and oh man, if it's not AFI, what's the guy with like the really long hair thing on one side? That's definitely the guy from AFI. But okay, well, I don't know. What I don't, I'm it, it may be just some of the the darker kind of synthy elements and stuff. Because <laughs> on some of that middle middle era AFI, there was some. Some weird digressions into that. There was an album that was black and white. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you're definitely describing <laughs> AFI, but look, I never claim. <laughs> I need y'all to please send some input. Just saying. All right. <laughs> now, Ryan brings lipstick stains dead and gone. says dead and gone i write i wrote before band anthem ended and it was supposed to be a band anthem song i'm guessing that's a band right yeah band anthem was his other band a little three-piece punk rock band that was really great they disbanded not too too long ago they were banned 
They yeah, <laughs> they disbanded their band anthem. Okay. Uh, the time that I wrote it was around the election. It's not an anti-Trump song or really anything. It was just all the dividing on views and rights and all the other negative violent things that were happening. It's still hard for us to uh, for us as a species to listen to opposite sides and outlooks and come to some sort of conclusion and compromise. And even though it's kind of a dark outlook, it just seems like our species in this world will never truly find peace until we are dead and gone. Well, first of all, atmospherically, this is the high tone. Pretty sure. This is super punk. Yeah, right? it's definitely, like, yeah, sounds like, oh, this is definitely like punk, hardcore, sort okay. of. It's definitely punk. I totally a high that, tone vibe. I, I, yeah, I get where you're going with that. Like, I can feel the space almost, that this is where this needs to be played. Um, the speed is amazing. Um, punk is, by its nature, somewhat political and even though he's saying it's not overtly anything anti it is kind of kind of like anti this like this it's very cynical right point and of view i think that in a way it really encapsulates probably the views of what punk really wanted like put hey guys let's look at this because it's kind of bullshit yeah absolutely yeah and that's what i really feel like this song kind of pushes forward is yeah sometimes hey guys kind of bullshit we probably don't need to be so divided Yeah, let's figure this out and maybe we could like i don't know figure some shit out before we're all dead and gone yeah let's let's hope so you know yeah. uh so lipstick stains is the brainchild of my good buddies ryan saucier and and xanthi mum both who are incredibly talented musicians. I played in a punk band with Ryan. Uh, he played drums in that band. Uh, it was called Indeed We Digress. We've brought them up before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's easily one of the best like punk and hardcore drummers in town, also a hell of a guitar player. And then outside of this band, Xanthi also has a gorgeous singing voice. And uh, I've heard her do like the more sultry, soulful, jazzy vocals before. And then hearing her cut loose on like some thrashy punk really kicked me in the pants, you know. Uh, they've got three songs up on their band camp, and the first track's a little more melodic and catchy, kind of pop-punky in a weird way. Uh, the second track is just like really balls-to-the-wall, <laughs> hard-as-nails, early hardcore sound. It's like 50 seconds long. <laughs> I really, really loved that one. And then this song, which is the last one on their EP, is a really great blend of these of both of those two styles. Uh, it has a little hint of the catchiness, but also the arrangement of the riffs and the shifts in mood really drive the song, make me want to fist-pump and thrash along. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I also want to point out that Ryan does still play drums in Indeed We Digress with our fellow ear buddy, Will King. Uh, Will had submitted an Indeed song for this week, which just barely missed the cut since we, uh, we played them once before as well. Their very catchy song called yeah. Something Catchy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I'll give them a little bump here since we had to cut him. If you're into super catchy pop punk, check out Will and Ryan's band Indeed We Digress on Spotify and all those other services as well. And it's pretty catchy. Just uh, saying. Definitely so. <laughs> Oh, man. I just love the whole story and everything. Um, Jacques brings the family ghost death blow.
I play in a post-punk band called The Family Ghost. Maybe recommended if you like Joy Division. The Comset Angels? This Heat and Bedhead. I know Bedhead has recently been featured. Mm-hmm. Joy Division is on my husband's shirt, so I know mm-hmm. that band for sure. sure. Uh, as well as every person who wears that shirt and has no idea that Joy Division is a band. Yeah, that and, happens a lot. Yes. This is... This has got like a real, I don't know if it's like found audio at the beginning and it's spoken word and it's like this kind of, I guess it's not because it comes back later. Look, I'm no music detective, but <laughs> it has a quality of found. I don't think it's found, but it, it slow builds. There's tons of here in the, uh, the mix and there's this like noise building. It's just noise that grows and grows and grows and grows. And it gives you a sense of being underwater. And guess what? It lets you back up for air. Just at the last minute. Yes, at the last minute. It's like... <gasps> yeah, so I think the the spoken word bits are sampled from somewhere, probably probably some old tape. Yes. Or they may have just, you know, opened up a, a recording device of some sort uh, in the middle of a, a bar or something. But I imagine they they sampled it from somewhere. Uh, the Family Ghost is another band that you have to see live if you can. Uh, last time I saw them, I think they had six members, like with guitars, drums, bass, and then synths, and like noise and samples and loops. Very brooding and aesthetic, and they're like really dynamic and experimental band. Uh, this song illustrates the like softer, more melancholic, shoegazy influences, but some of their songs are doomier and noisier and more abrasive. I think uh, they range from both of those, though. Yeah, uh, definitely so. In this song, there's like... Very shoegazing then to noise, right? Yeah, but I mean they they can get even noisier. Um, really? Yeah, definitely go check out the rest of the <laughs> album. Um, they definitely take you on a journey. I remember in the mid to late two thousands, everybody and their mama wanted to be in a, like a moody post rock band, and there was just so much slot coming hey. out. Man, <laughs> there was just so much crap coming out. It was tough to find bands that were truly pushing some boundaries and like extrapolating from their influences rather than simply mimicking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the Family Ghost is an excellent example of one of those bands that draws from a lot of places musically, but doesn't like imitate or emulate anyone in particular. They really deconstruct their influences and concoct something truly their own from the <laughs> constituent parts. I could have totally been in one of these bands, just like extrapolated with no rhythm sure i mean you never know you could be great at sampling and stuff where you just hit a button and let it go for 10 seconds and then actually i'll have to watch it count down let it tell me so yeah i'll also recommend another favorite family ghost song it's called cameras it's off the same record as this called no dreams really killer lyrics and probably one of my favorite of Jacques songs um and i know Jacques also has a solo project called revenge body (laughs) That's just him making crazy electronic soundscapes and other really fun, like, swishy-swashy bleeps and bloops. That sounds like my jam. Yeah, so so be sure to check out Revenge Body if you're into, like, strange ambient beats and atmospheric experimentation that sounds like disassociating on the sun. Or studying. I mean, some of it might be good for studying, actually. Yeah, disassociating on the sun sounds exactly like studying. That part is true. Yes. Um, Our next selection is Ben Ricketts with The Details. I'm 
says, okay, here's one of my personal favorites from my whole discography. That's still new enough to be excited about. This is just dancey and fun and a delight. And I really need to be in some David Lynch underground dance party with this band. And it's amazing. How does one person make this? Because it sounds like a billion people are making this. Yeah, he spends a lot of time on his music. Uh, ben is a brilliant, brilliant dude. One of my favorite musicians of all time, regardless of the fact that I know him personally. Uh, I remember seeing him for the first time in like 2016. It was at the first Greenlight Festival that my band played. And we had already played around four that day. And Ben went on later at like nine or ten. I may or may not have been two hours into a psychedelic experience <laughs> at that point. So I see Ben hit the stage in like black and white face paint and kitty cat leggings. And he had this straw hat like a fucking scarecrow. Are you sure he was wearing this? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I'm positive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he had, he had like all these trippy paintings and like toys and figures and all, t- all kinds of other like weird stage decorations. So already I was intrigued, but then he started playing his music and I was just floored. Uh, he not only has this incredibly emotive voice, but his stage presence and performance style are also incredibly engaging and cathartic. Uh, he draws from a huge array of influences, from pop and folk to noise and experimental electronic music. His songwriting is just otherworldly. Tons of brilliant chord progressions, has an incredible vocal range. Uh, his lyrics can be like so dead simple and precise, they'll just rip you apart. <laughs> but he can also be super heady and literate. He's just a genius. And he's, he's also incredibly prolific. I think he has 10 or 11 albums now and then a bunch of singles and outtakes. He just won't stop writing. Uh, you know, All of his recordings are immaculate, but you just have to see him live. Uh, some friends and I drove to Tupelo on my birthday a couple of years ago to go see him play at a bar. He played a three- or four-hour set with no break, Whoa. just powered through. And uh, since it was my birthday, he played like 10 of my requests. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing night, and it'll forever be one of my fondest birthday memories. Uh, I am sad that he to, to say that he does not perform in the face paint, leggings, and scarecrow hat anymore. But he does still decorate the stage for some flair, so I guarantee you, you will also be enamored just watching him play. You didn't request face paint? I should have at the time, but yeah. that would have been weird at the at the venue, I think. <laughs> but it was perfect for green light. Yeah, that sounds insane <laughs> but amazing not insane in a bad way but jeremiah brings his band the ellie badge with the song godspeed little brothers even in the land of the death they still heard what i This is my band, The Ellie Badge. I am so bad at self-promotion, but hello, hi, I hope you like it. 
My last handful of releases are on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those things. Also, you can go to the elliebadge.bandcamp.com to find all my content going back about 10 years. Jesus Christ, it's been 10 years. I'm so old. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Jeremiah has been on the show before, and he actually brought... I can't remember what the theme is. We've we've done a couple of shows. But um, he does a amazing array of like music. He's a resident artist right now at Crosstown Concourse. Yep. And it's just it's so fascinating. This um this particular song, I can almost like see the influence influences in like the seams, like some of the emo and all these other like things that he's picked from and you can hear there's so much emotion. I love anything that gives you like kind of this quietness with like a little a little bit of something and then a burst. And there's this burst of guitar that comes from like almost nothing midway through the song and it's this super thrilling and super emotional. There's so much layering and somehow he does all this. I don't know how. Yeah, it's it's nuts to see him play. He definitely defies genres in a lot of ways. But I think this song really encapsulates the spirit of what I love about the Ellie Badge. It's sort of like post-punk, but with some emo influences and lots of shouty vocals under the melodic vocals and these really punchy rhythms and gnarly guitars. And if you see him live, he's a solo artist, (laughs) but he has like a bajillion effects pedals and he has a chaos pad attached to his guitar that like he uses to make drum sequences and then he can manipulate all his other sounds that he's making. He definitely knows how to fill up the sonic space all by himself. Uh, he's he's got this really immensely powerful voice too that can fill a room even without the microphone. But then he can dial it down to this really delicate, fragile tone that'll just rip your heartstrings right out. So you've gotten to see him live? Oh, I've seen him several times. Yeah, Jeremiah is an, an incredible performer. I know um, he performs a lot, but the one time I went out, I had to take someone home sick, and I didn't oh, get to man. see him. He was playing after some other band, and I was like super upset because I wanted to see how he made. The sounds he made. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that one person makes this and then can do it live. Mm-hmm. He does a damn good job. Jeremy Scott brings Your Ice Cream's Gonna Melt One Day from Jeremy Scott. Give me, shimmy, shake the rest. I'll give it to you straight. It's best that way. Your ice cream's gonna melt one day. I'm just going to say. A little bit. And then, you know, I, I click on it. I listen. I'm sad about the song title. But if somebody's going to break me some news, I am glad it is Jeremy Scott with this Beatle-esque little ditty that makes me want to swing and jump and just, like, 
have fun, even though my ice cream is totally going to melt. <laughs> I'm super upset about you telling the future for my ice cream. Yeah, I could definitely listen to this song all damn day. It's like catchy as hell, really sunshiny, jangly power pop. It comes off super sincere and genuine, despite like the touch of snark and attitude in the lyrics. Uh, the chords and the harmonies are just like scientifically designed to get stuck in your head. Jeremy's incredible at writing that sort of stuff. Uh, he always brings some of my favorite stuff to the podcast. It has those really super catchy but gritty poppy like pop influences. And I can't quite articulate like the particular quality that he and I seem to share this affinity for, but it's just something about songs with a lot of movement and fun sunshiny chord progressions and chimey guitar leads. And Jeremy just seems to bust that stuff out with ease. Uh, the only way I can even describe it as power pop, but even that's <laughs> a little too broad to capture like this really particular aesthetic that, that he and I somehow share. And he, he has a direct line to it. Um, <laughs> He also has another band called Toy Trucks who capture a lot of that same sort of energy and style. And he's also been playing a bunch of solo shows in, in the last few months as well. Uh, and I think he's also been doing DJing um, as well. So tons of obscure poppy power pop jams to, to put you on the good foot. Yeah, I seriously, if I'm going to be broken bad news, I'm going to need him to be hired to give me bad news. Though. Yes, this definitely. I was singing it after... You know, after listening to all these really great songs, this is the one that's just been stuck yeah, in my head all like, day. Boom. That's what I'm saying. Beatlesque. Sticks yeah, it's, in your it's head. It's very perfect. Will F brings strengths slugfest. I've been in with two of my best friends for around six years now. This song in particular is one of my favorites we've ever done. The construction on this song is awesome. Mm -hmm. There is so much thoughtfulness and just, just so much thought went into the building of the song and every part of it, the melodies and where we're going to speed up, where we're going to slow down and it very much reminds me of this band called The Books. Yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah, and hey, look, I know only random stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one, though. The Books rule. I love them. I have an album downstairs. Uh, it's so, it, it can go from so delicate and airy and then into this, like, huge sound. And for something that continually repeats, nothing is cohesive. It is fucking amazingly cohesive the way this song moves yeah they are incredible uh and and they're so tight live too like i think they play they had disbanded for for like a year or something 
and then just came back and played a reunion show having barely practiced. Whoa. And it was like one of the tightest shows they had ever <laughs> played somehow. Wow. Um, yeah, Strings is one of my all-time favorite bands. I'm honored to call them friends. I'm so glad we get to feature them on the show. We got ear buddy Will Forrest on guitar, Alyssa Moore on bass and vocals, and Daniel Anderson on drums. Uh, their songs are all mathy and angular, and Will's guitar riffs are just insane and otherworldly. I think that dude is legit an alien. <laughs> he just plays and writes in a way I've never seen or heard before. And then Daniel, their drummer, seems to have like some extra limbs or something. <laughs> like I'm an okay drummer, and I know some incredibly proficient drummers, but it takes someone special to weave around the craziness that Will and Alyssa are spinning up. So I'm always in, in awe just watching him play drums to this stuff. And then, of course, Alyssa... An astounding bass player. I've learned tons from watching her and playing with her. She has a really unique and diverse voice. She can do the quieter, introspective, heart-rending thing. Or she'll also do this like weird frantic rambling that I also love. And then she has shouty vocals that are like really intense and fervent. Uh, incredible diction, and she uses like these rich metaphors and turns of phrase that always seem to hook me. Um, really literate. In this song in particular, she makes allusion to this villainous dude from Greek mythology, uh, named Procrustes <laughs> and uh, yeah he would like lay his, his victims out on this iron bed and then he would either cut off the overhanging arms and legs to make their bodies fit perfectly or stretch them out if they were too short making everything Ew. like violently uniform that sounds like the guy who's is this the OCD like God could be yeah <laughs> but yeah it, it just adds this whole new layer to the listener for the listener to like appreciate on top of all the crazy riffs and also notable, she recorded this record herself. She's, in a, she's a tremendous audio engineer and producer. She runs a studio here in Memphis called Move the Air Audio. Uh, <laughs> the tape deck song that we heard earlier was recorded there at, at Move the Air. Wow. Um, yeah, and as one last aside, uh, since it's all about that shameless self-promotion, <laughs> uh, I do play in a band with Will and Alyssa called Hexagoner, uh, which is like vaguely reminiscent of kind of what Strengths is doing, like heavy, mathy stuff. And then Will and Strength's drummer Daniel also play in another band called Rosie, who has this really interesting brand of like heavy indie music with really poetic and emotive vocals. So if you see Rosie or Hexagon are doing some stuff, go check them out too. Yeah. I don't know. This is, I want to see this song live so Oh, hard. dude, I hope Strength's plays again real soon. Yeah, this was a delight and I really, I'm kicking myself for every single time I've missed a show. We did get feedback this week. Yes, we did. We did. It was actually from David, and he said, glad you liked her song, which is Alice Merton, I believe. Yeah, that, that was song his was so catchy and, and so, so good. good. I keep humming it, is what he says. Here's a couple others from her, and he gave us some selections, which we could like totally play right now, but this is Shameless Self-Promotion Week. Right. So... Thank you so much, David. We love hearing back, and that really was a delight to like get some more music from her. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, I, I think whenever I was doing the research last week, this album, that Alice Merton album, only came out like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So David is on the cutting edge of some hot jams right now. It's like he he's hanging out and just like checking out like the newest releases. Just refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh, refresh. No, that, I, I'm definitely gonna download her record because that one song was super super catchy. Just so good. On Twitter, please tweet at us. I sometimes am dropping the ball and checking the Twitter, but nobody <laughs> nobody tweeted this week, so we're good. Um, the show is at Pod. Your Twitter handle? At Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Woolite. If you want to contribute, also go check out the thread this week for sure, because 
we need support for all these musicians anyway. Yeah, just go and listen to all this stuff. Everybody linked to their uh, full band camps and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, you can definitely find it and listen to the rest of the records that they have. It's all amazing stuff. Yeah, and you can find that on Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group on Facebook. You can call the show, which, seriously, guys, I don't know what I was listening to because the AFI guy is definitely not the guy that I was thinking of. Please call and tell me who I'm thinking <laughs> of. It's 731-400-BDS or... 731-400-2837. Email the show like David did at endpod at gmail.com and always check out the show, endpod.com, part of the 10710 network, which is our webpage. It looks pretty cool. I think it's pretty. I had nothing to do in designing it. (laughs) (laughs) It looks good. Mitchell, what is the final song for our shameless self-promotion? I suppose it it would only be right if I brought one of my own songs. This was actually the very first solo song that I ever like saw to completion and recorded. I did all the recording myself. I played every instrument myself. Um, I did pretty much everything all by myself with the exception of uh, Alyssa let me, you know, she let me record that in her studio and she, you know, once I had everything down and kind of basic levels and stuff like that, she gave me a few tips and showed me how to do a few things, but she made me, like after she showed me what she would do on some of the things, she took all the plugins off and made me figure it out on my own oh. again and like remember what she had done. So it, it was a good teaching moment. And so this is the very first song I put out. I don't know. It's just this really feel good, sunshiny song. Um, the lyrics, you know, I, I, it's just about feeling uh, so happy that you're in a daze. And like, even when you wake up, you're still in a dream and, the chorus I, I originally wanted to write some words for, but, but I just put placeholders in there and just sang a bunch of na 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 nas. Which is proof now that you do indeed love some na I do love them because the, it ended up sounding way better than anything I could have written there. <laughs> and it's just so catchy and makes the song get stuck in your head. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with this song. It's called Catalyst, and it's by me. Yay! <laughs>
just gonna cut this. What? 